0: Hey everybody, welcome to Narrative Live. It's a big show tonight, as opposed to a special show. I've noticed I say special show every time, but this one really is interesting. Hello to LB in LA, how are you? And Hi, Eric Garland's I'm back. I'm really well. And how is Eric? Eric's good too, I hope. Excellent. We called the show Snake's Head, because many people, when I ask them about what they think about Leslie Wexner, and they are in the know, they tell me that he is the head of the snake, in reference to what could be an organized crime kind of syndicate so we don't know that he is the head of a snake yet but he could be and that's why we're calling the show snakes could, could he own some clothing companies or something some clothing like clothing companies Any, you know let's anything anyone's is, heard of <laughs> well one of them you may have heard of called victoria's secret the other one is called uh bath and body works
1: we're talking about retail stores that the average person walks by in the mall you're saying that the people behind that are a front for something far more nefarious than anyone could possibly imagine is that kind of what we're getting into tonight
0: We're, we're heading in that direction i don't know if we've concluded that absolutely they are but i it certainly seems that there's a significant amount of evidence to suggest that they have a history where they could be involved in some organized criminal activity but you know lb might feel more more uh, likely to say something more definitive.
2: Oh, yeah, they're mobsters. Uh, (laughs) let's Let's go.
0: Let's go. It's important to underline that Leslie Wexner was very, very close to Jeffrey Epstein for many reasons, mostly for business, financial reasons. Some people say there could be other reasons, and we'll explore that later in the series. But these two people were very, very close to each other. Wexner comes from Ohio. He's a very, very wealthy guy, probably the wealthiest guy in Ohio. Um, And he and Epstein ended up becoming good friends, and maybe more. We spoke to Bob Fotrakis, who is a journalist who's been covering uh wexner for decades and he's really really well informed right. about about him and steve hoffenberg was on the line as well now as per usual with my audio mixing capabilities i wasn't able to get everyone to hear each other at the same time so sometimes you're hearing uh, bob for say one thing And then um, Steve saying the same thing right afterwards. That's because they're actually just agreeing with each other other without knowing that they're repeating each other. Um, They had no
2: idea they were saying the same thing at the same time. It was incredible.
0: Yeah,
1: that's pretty interesting when that happens. That's some serendipity. That's
2: incredible. And Bob, Bob's, Bob's really good at what he does.
0: Of all the relationships Jeffrey Epstein had, none is more perplexing and more intriguing and offers more opportunities for speculation and controversy than Epstein's relationship with Leslie Wexner. Wexner built a multi-billion dollar empire from his parents' clothing store in Columbus, Ohio. Today, L Brands owns Victoria's Secret, Bath & Body Works, and Pink. When the mall was king of the US economy, Wexner became spectacularly wealthy But in the mid-1980s, there were claims the Limited was tied to organized crime. Bob Fetrakis was a journalist working at the Columbus Free Press. He covered Wexner for decades.
3: You see that Wexner goes from being nobody uh, to running this huge empire. But the key to his empire were the warehouses, the rolling stocks, the trucks, uh, the planes that are coming out of Hong Kong and China. In fact, Sturts, who's now deceased, used to call that the Meyer Lansky run.
0: Ah. Well, LB knows Meyer Lansky. Sorry,
3: he's not around. (laughs) That's my
2: guy. It it was a Meyer Lansky run. This was an old bootlegging route that developed into distribution routes for other all kinds of goods and services that you might want to traffic. So. Well, uh, Mr. Wexner had some
3: interesting people helping him. A Walsh trucking. Which was linked right. to organized crime. Uh, same and crime fat family. Tony Salerno. Jenna yep, yeah.
2: And fat Tony. And Maddie the horse. And,
3: and when the New York Crime Crime Commission served the papers on Walsh Trucking, Walsh Trucking was located at the a limited headquarters.
0: And what were they doing there? Do we have a sense of what they were doing at at the the limited headquarters?
3: (laughs) Well, I I can tell you what the deceased County Sheriff Earl Smith told me, and what David Sturz told me. He said that Wexner had turned over his rolling stock and his warehouses uh, to the mob, and that the mob was using them for a variety of things, illegal guns, gray market goods, uh, drugs, a variety uh, of illegal uh, g- commodities.
0: So outside of I'm sorry, for the back end of of Victoria's Secrets and all these other um, brands that he had, where it was a gun running operation, an arms trading operation. Um, well, and a lot drugs? Of that
3: was coming out of Youngstown,
0: right, okay. Right.
3: And they have little ports along the river there that are uh, some of them have international customs where there was rumored to be a huge gun trafficking.
1: That's a very serious claim that I'm sure was under investigation. If That's meritorious. I mean, that's major criminal misconduct, that kind of claim.
0: And and it does sound like it has been investigated, Uh, Bobby. That's true, right? I mean, it has had a certain amount of investigation, never been ultimately proven in court, but but has been investigated. Well, the
3: chief of police in Columbus destroyed the file, and the FBI turned over a copy to David Sturtz, the state inspector general, and uh, he was fired soon after investigating uh, the Shapiro murder file.
0: Wexner, in general, seems to have an outsized hold over power and, and the levers of power in, in Ohio. he seems to have his, he, you know seems to have control over every major office there. Is that a correct assessment?
3: Oh absolutely. It's the like Al Capone's soup kitchen except he's got dozens of buildings with his name on it.
0: Right. And so any yeah. sort of investigation into any murder or any other crime related to X that would have just been swept under the carpet.
3: Well, uh, I got two messages saying Jeffrey Epstein equals toe tag after I wrote the Shapiro murder con con, uh, story.
0: And when was that threat uh, issued to you? Oh, it was
3: 1997. Hmm. And I went and asked the inspector general and and I talked to the county sheriff Earl Smith and both of them said that's coming from Jeffrey.
0: So Jeffrey himself, you Mr. think Mr.
3: Wexner is, doesn't operate that way?
0: <laughs> so, so Mr. Wexner told them <laughs> the threat was coming from Jeffrey. Wow, um, that also indicates that those two people were very close to each other. I mean, Jeffrey and and Wexner were were very close financially and in, in the business sense first, and we'll talk about the personal sense later. But they seem to be very uh, very engaged in all sorts of business. Is that your sense of it, Bob?
3: absolutely and everyone who knows les wexner said jeffrey epstein completely changed his personality i mean he was very low-key kind of shy in the shadow and then suddenly jeffrey epstein shows up and there's models everywhere Mm -hmm. and uh, you know he's out in public and there's philanthropy and money's being moved all over the world um, And when was that? Let's land people in a date. Yeah. Roughly, Epstein shows up around 85 in the Wexner circle.
2: This is about how the world of Jeffrey Epstein as an arms dealer with the leases could intersect the world of Leslie Wexner, who's doing apparel industry with some Teamster mobbed up trapping companies, trucking companies and um, a very mobbed up real estate developer. So Bob, when did SAT come into the picture? When do we start getting former Air America, airlines, airstrips, all of that coming in to Ohio thanks to Leslie Wexner?
3: Mid-90s.
2: Okay, so there's uh, and some again, time. And again,
3: when, when you look at that whole development, they actually brought them in on state money. They gave them $25 million, and they were one of the best-known drug and, and arms dealers in the world. I mean, they were too hot for Miami.
0: Is there more that you can say in terms of how involved Epstein was in the organized crime piece of it?
3: The organized crime piece pre-existed because of the textile industry. You got everything from unions to planes coming in, large cargo planes. I mean, they went down the Rickenbacker and had a place for those planes to come in. And they're sealed, they're custom sealed, and they leave there because they've already been sealed and they go off to the limited warehouses. Jeffrey early on was more into claiming he was tied to intelligence people, that he was kind of a bounty hunter and that he worked for governments and very rich people. And there seemed to be an intersection uh, of those two worlds uh, when they got together. But Steve's absolutely right. Here's a general warranty deed where uh, Jeff Epstein uh, was uh, sold or given 30 acres of land at the Wexner compound uh, in the supposed guest house that originally was designed for Jack Kessler, the Mm -hmm. co-developer with Wexner. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, he had another house that was given to him uh, that was smaller, but he ended up in the guest house, the second uh, most expensive house in Franklin County.
0: So this the guest Le- house is the Wexner's second most house. expensive house. Wow.
3: Yes, behind Lesses.
0: Now that house is actually also shrouded in some controversy itself because Maria Farmer, who is one of the uh, victims of Jeffrey Epstein, claims that she was basically held captive there for three months um, um, under. Control of apparently Abigail Wexner, although she says she never met Les Wexner, um, even allowed to leave her, um, her, her that house without calling Abigail and getting permission. Are you familiar with uh, that claim, Bob?
3: Well, I'm familiar with of some of Maria Farmer's claims, uh, and, and again, anyone who's been out there or knows about it and I've had various people over the years from merceuses to one of my former students who was a security guard who would tell me it's uh, it's long, lean, uh, bla- uh, black, bentel month on the compound. So Which means uh, what, what, does uh, what that mean? she said made, sa- well, that that's the hot models. Okay. Male, uh, lean, black models or Victoria's Secret models. There was this, with Jeffrey coming aboard, there was this tremendous connection created between the models of the L brand and uh, Mr. Wexner's compound. Mm. But what she said, you know, as an artist, Les Wexner has always supported the uh, arts substantially here in Central Ohio, arguably the greatest patron of of the arts here. So uh, when she said Jeffrey kind of recruited her for art, and she's in the guest house, which he was controlling. Uh, Her claims on that level make perfect sense. And she also talked about the dogs. I've seen the dogs. Mm -hmm. I've uh, gone by that compound. In fact, the last time I went by that compound, I got to meet two detectives from New Albany's, two police in a cruiser and another police officer in an SUV. Both bridges, they told me, were out on, on either end. And uh, they didn't look like they were out to me, but I mm. told them I was going to New Albany Country Club, which is part of living in that uh, upscale community. Uh, they didn't believe me.
0: So they block off bridges so people can't get access to this compound?
3: You go there and there's this very small creek on each mm. side, which it's impossible to drown in unless you're committing suicide right. and you know, holding your own head down. But there was these two small bridges, which they claim uh, they had a sign up saying uh, when the scandal with Epstein broke, saying the bridges were out.
0: Oh, for that period of time. And so also they had sharpshooters, apparently, on, on top of buildings, according to Maria, that that's, uh, it was that kind of security, not the not typical kind of security. Heavy
3: security.
0: So an indication heavy that. Heavy and uh,
3: much armed and uh, also were fond of dogs. In fact, there's signs all over the fence because he loved these white picket fences to give it that Lexington horse country feel. And it's got the signs for beware of dogs, and you should be beware of them.
0: So it's the kind of security that he's, uh, you know, you'd associate with the. Someone like a, a criminal, like, uh, protecting their their property. Not it's a, a mob not a, compound. It's a mob compound. Thank <laughs> you for saying that.
2: <laughs> I, I was come trying on. to find a way to say it. We but gotta there you call go. this stuff what it is.
0: Right, it's a mob compound. You know. So that's part one. Thank you, LB, for for <laughs> oh, making I, it clear.
2: i, I was very comfy. I got really comfy.
0: <laughs> that was really, but great. You know, it's exactly what we need to be doing: is to be speaking. You know, yeah. absolutely plainly about what's going on. So, Eric, you, yeah. it's first time you're here. Heard that interview. What are what are your thoughts? Uh,
1: you know, I just never thought the mall was that interesting right? behind the, the rack. <laughs> I was, I was there getting some good smelling hand cream and, uh, you know, the ladies are shopping for, for new skivs, And, uh, meanwhile at, at the compound with the snipers and, uh, military, didn't, didn't that sound that compound thing, isn't that kind of where Ghislaine Maxwell was holing up in New Hampshire? by British mercenaries oh, yeah. or something? It
0: has the same kind of feel of a very protected, uh, military-protected pr- kind of place. Very unusual. I mean, for certainly for a, an owner of a fashion brand, that would be very unusual to have. Now, now you said mob, but I'm, I'm
1: thinking, like, yeah, like military intelligence, too. They might put up a perimeter with, right. you know, snipers. Right. But, you know, I mean... I've known people in the retail business. <laughs> yeah. My mom had a pie shop. <laughs> no snipers. <laughs> <laughs> no snipers.
2: Okay. So let me let, let's actually fill in a little bit for the audience because we were dropping some names. We're speaking with folks um, where we know the story, they know the story, they have information we're filling it in, but the audience may not know some of these names. So mm. you heard in there the name Robert Shapiro, or I'm sorry uh, Arthur Shapiro. Al Shapiro Arthur Shapiro um sorry uh so yeah that that was a murder uh that is considered a mob hit of a man who was executed with two bullets i think in the back of his head as he was knocking on the door to get in it's quite a serious hit yeah it was a very serious hit it's the biggest sort of unsolved murder in uh columbus and it's still they're still trying to you know it's very sensational there happened in 1985 and this man was the attorney for Leslie Wexner and for L Brands. Um, Amongst other companies. It wasn't
0: firm. exclusively working for them.
2: Amongst other companies, right. He was at a law firm, and that this was this sort of big client. Obviously, this would be your biggest client. Um, and uh, the next day, he was supposed to tie to a grand jury because the IRS had nabbed him. Funny how the IRS always shows up in organized crime. Just the right crime. time. They know yeah? what they're doing. Just the right time. So uh, he was going to get hauled in for not paying his taxes for like seven years or so. But he had a big grand jury testimony, and people were very nervous about that. Supposedly, that's the reporting around it. Um, and he was he was hit uh, the day before, the night before he was going in. And so um, what what came out of that investigation was information on Leslie Wexner as well. Um, that behind Leslie Wexner was, were two, at least two big, um, organized crime operations of the Genovese, uh, La Rocca crime family, which ended up being sort of the Philly crime family, but Genovese roots. And so you had, um, or what I call the Genovese, it's just easier to spell it online if you're searching to say Genovese in your head. Um, but... You had uh, Walsh Trucking, which a couple years later was, after this de- after this hit, was taken down by RICO uh, charges, just very mobbed up. And that was the Teamster stuff. You heard us drop, say, the Teamsters and the trucking mm-hmm. company. You, maybe you can make that out. What I was saying, I had a really bad echo in my headset, so that's why I was talking a little weird there. And then the other one was De Bartolo's, uh, who was a big construction company that was building these malls that Eric just talked about, um, that was just, you know, it was just a Genovese company. Like those guys, I think they went to jail Mm -hmm. for fraud or racketeering or something, you know. All this comes out um, in the years following this hit, which has never been solved, Right. okay? And what we heard today, um, and maybe you'll have some of these uh, later to play, yeah, and the reporting at the time, from Bob, which was great, is that Epstein came into Wexner's life in 1985 and filled the role of Shapiro.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that role, we should, and what, we
0: should explain what, what Shapiro's role, role was. That role
2: was setting up LLCs, setting up, setting up all, of the, uh, all this sort of thing behind Leslie Wexner's brand, that was probably laundering some money, but it most likely was about, you know, when you're in the when you're in bed with the mob, you've got to do your cuts, you've got to do your splits. And so you want these shadow LLCs behind you that the profits can flow through, money can flow through, and a cut goes here, and a cut goes there, and a cut goes here. And so it's just sort of all this thing that happens through offshore accounts. And so he was Shapiro was said had already set that all up. That's known um and and other things right and
0: epstein was um, coming in basically to replace him in that in that role of establishing these right, llc's and tax shelters
2: correct even though he wasn't an attorney as far as i know i don't think he ever got a law degree um,
0: he did claim to be a tax, he got, a tax he, expert he did say that
2: whatever um i'm sure he did but um he did uh he did get power of attorney from leslie wexner um so he did serve in that role, and that's a sort of a known thing. And Hoff, Hoffenberg goes on to say not, you know, Zev had to do this translation between the two of them because they couldn't hear each other in that, in that shared interview. But Hoff goes on to confirm all of that. Oh, yes, uh, you know, Epstein told him quite definitively that he had, he had replaced Shapiro's role in, in Wexner's operation.
0: What you're seeing, on that's a great explanation, by the way. Thank you, LB, they, uh, on the screen now as well. and. Uh, Basically, the last minute while you were on the air, there is a diagram taken from the police hypothesis. I've never seen a police hypothesis before, but it's basically a, their theory of how the organized crime network plugged into the limited brands and into Victoria's Secrets. It's a little hard to make out there, but um, you—it's a—you know, this was done in 1990, probably around then. Looking back at uh, the years between 1985 and 1990. Great yeah so you've got and you, you know in the middle there you can sort of make out the limited and below that you can see some of the organized crime families like the right. the walsh trucking is there and then the genovese family yeah, is and below That's that right. at the very bottom there and then up above there trucking, uh, you say? trucking yeah a waste a waste management as well interesting yeah it's sometimes sometimes connected
2: it does as well the reason why the police had to piece this together and it was sort of this our theory that ended up being submitted to court is because the documents were all destroyed mm-hmm. um, and the the police that had actually you know they had the, the investigators that had destroyed them that's what Bob was going on to explain ended up getting charged for bribery counts <laughs> like, they, they were. He, here's the thing about Ohio and I, there's a great clip with Bob that maybe we'll play another day if it's not ready for today where I have him sort of explain because I it, I don't think folks this is why it's so important to really understand the underworld really understand organized crime why I spend so much time going back to the beginning and telling you the story all the way back from the beginning is that you guys think it's all just like oh Italian families in the you know the five boroughs of New York and maybe some Florida and Vegas sure because we saw those Scorsese movies right no Ohio was as mobbed up as you can get from the very beginning from
3: you know the from 19 early 1920s now there is a long rich history of organized crime some even suggests the syndicate was put together in ohio but if you look at uh, the shapiro murder file which was done by a civilian analyst uh you'll see that they tie wexner to the uh, genovese Larocca crime family out of uh, out of Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh. really uh, to Eddie DeBartolo Jr., who is listed as the number one person of interest. Ohio is centrally a lo- located, and particularly Columbus, you, three to six hours you can get to virtually every major city in the East and Midwest. Geo- it's geographically posi- positioned right, right, in the middle for the boot Those for the lakes. bootlegging
2: those lakes right and that's why chicago was as well and so this whole the outfit crew was really chicago steubenville um cleveland youngstown columbus and then kept going over into philadelphia right it just was that's how they drove their trucks right so talking about trucking companies you know they they were driving their booze and then the booze ended up being all these other things so um
0: and they needed That's a front what is. and the front might as well be Victoria's secret. Why not?
2: You always need a business front and the apparel industry. It, it basically was sort of, you know, I have that horrible saying, which I won't say on air. So don't say I don't it, what it air. Is, but Okay. <laughs> when things come flying out of the underworlds, right? Um, they birth it and the apparel, the yeah. apparel industry is, I'm not gonna say it, the app- apparel industry is one of those industries that, you know, it just was mobbed up from the beginning. I'm not saying that everybody in apparel is is that. I'm just saying, just know the origins of that industry <laughs> are completely intertwined.
1: The shmata yeah. business, as it's they say, it is. A, yes, the, they do say that. It's the shmata business. It's what it, is. It, it comes in and out, and you get things from here to there, and right.
0: So we should listen to part two. But Eric, any other thoughts that you want to uh, share with with folks? What what else at the at the mall
1: might be tied to foreign intelligence? Just off the top oh, of my head, that's my one okay, question. So wow! Since we're,
0: you can you imagine? <laughs>
2: Pivot to intelligence. Since yeah. we're pivoting to intelligence. You heard me say SAT in there. Yes. And yes. What was that? Bob talked about airlines. So that Southern Air Transport was the former sort of Air America. It's hard to tell whether it was actually the former Air America airline, which was the CIA airline, um, or it just was sort of Borrowed LLC and then new money coming into it, but it's all about the planes and the pilots right so mm. the equipment and So there were a couple of airlines that that uh, <laughs> That are that are CIA Airlines. I mean they just are it's just in their history. It's you can't escape it and um, and one of those was SAT, and so that's the airline that was connected with Leslie Wexner. He brought in; he actually made it possible for them to have the airstrip um, and built and with his partners developed all that stuff. So,
0: so they moved um, a lot of things. They they like to move things in they, various forms.
2: They were mo- they were moving things.
0: Support narratives, independent journalism at Patreon.com forward slash Narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and download.